0: G'day y'all and welcome to our next episode of Champagne Cinema, the show where we do what we do best, which is watch films, drink some wine, and then whine about them. My name is Chris and joining me today is C.
1: Hi everyone and welcome back. So we're gonna continue to switch up our format a bit and instead of just jumping from different movies, we're gonna pick a series and select three movies that fall under that genre or a year and then watch and review them, compare them, rank them, and then pick our favorites from least to favorite. So we are going to focus on 2002 rom coms for our first series. I feel like we might have conflicting opinions, but looking at this time frame, there's a lot of good ones that we all really liked.
0: Yeah, I think there was a lot of really good ones. And considering the fact when we looked at it, we're like, shit, these are 20 years old, which makes us really, really old. But there are some bangers in 2002.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's see. I was either in my last year of middle school or first year of high school, depending on when these came out. So that's like a pretty
0: big year for us. We were 14. And also yeah. this film we rev- we watched, we were way too young to be watching this film at 14. Oh, yeah. I was just like, did the math and I was like, oh shit. like, Mm, probably shouldn't watch this at 14 this is like way above my maturity level and I was like I just remember watching it younger being like oh but now I'm like oh I probably shouldn't watch that till I was a little bit older but oh well I have a feeling we learned a lot from this film (laughs) I think it was just like when I was watching it again I'm like I hope this didn't teach me very much because I feel like it probably did for me (laughs) (laughs) So many moments, I'm like, oh, my 14-year-old self like, had literally just kissed a boy for the first time, and then this is what I'm watching. It's like black and white of wh- where I should be at.
1: Yeah, it either didn't make any sense to us, we're like, oh yeah, we totally get it, or it taught us a
0: lot, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it probably did <laughs> teach us a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. So to kick things off, our first film in the 2002 rom-com genre is the Sweetest Thing, directed by Roger Cumble, and starring Cameron Diaz, Christina Applegate, and Selma Blair. I mean, what a cast.
0: <laughs> There's also Parker Posey that hit like a cameo in it, which I really appreciate, and Jason Bateman. Well, Jason Bateman, but who's Parker Posey? She's from Lost in, don't worry about it, she's from Lost in Space. <laughs> so who was she in the movie? She was the bride. She was marrying oh, Peter. Oh, yes, I yeah, love her. Yeah. I couldn't
1: remember her name. She's in you've got male she's like tom hanks's girlfriend she's she's in
0: tons of things i know her recently as lost in space as dr smith and i love that they cast a female as dr smith in that but that's a whole other conversation but i have a i have a soft spot for her because of her character in that show
1: yeah her and jason bateman were great additions before we dive into the discussion please remember that this podcast contains spoilers if you've never seen the sweetest thing and you don't want us to ruin it you should probably go watch the film and come back and listen
0: I wasn't suggesting that the two of you get married. I just thought maybe you could get it on. What? Excuse me, okay? I was trying to do you a favor. You know nothing
1: about me. What if I'm some psycho serial killer or something like that? And what if
0: Jane was the girl of your dreams, but you'll never know? (laughs) That is the sweetest thing. Okay, so a bit of a plot description just to kind of like warm our memories up on what happened in this film. So when it comes to dating, Christina Walters, who is played by Cameron Diaz, has a golden rule avoid searching for Mr. Wright and focus on Mr. Right now. That is until one night at a club when she unexpectedly meets Peter, who is played by Thomas Jane, only to see him suddenly disappear the next day. She and her best friend Courtney, who is played by Christina Applegate, decide to break the rules, they're both their rules, and go on a road trip to find him, encountering wild and hilarious misadventures along the way. I feel like that's like a Not very descriptive plot, but it kind of sums it up. And Selma Blair is like Christina's roommate that has a story of her own in the whole film about her dating someone.
1: (laughs) Yes, there's like a whole other random pieces that fall into this for sure. Do you think
0: Peter's hot? No.
1: No, I I don't either.
0: I was like, ah, this casting, but trivia time they didn't have enough money to cast anyone else because Cameron Diaz's salary was like 50 million or something ridiculous and the budget of the film was like 68 million or something so most of the budget went to Cameron Diaz's salary (laughs) and no one else got paid anything so they couldn't afford to pay for someone hotter to play Peter in my (laughs) opinion (laughs) poor Peter
1: (laughs) I think at the beginning at like the first scene in the bar I'm like yeah and then as it goes I'm like
0: wait no I'm not I'm not into him no he's very like 90s cute um, yeah. I think it would have been better to cast like Simon Baker or someone like that Ooh, I think would have been be fire good. yeah mm-hmm. but obviously Thomas Jane like I even went to his IMDB I'm like who are you like I don't even know what he's in and I'm like oh and he's not even that good of an actor in it so next yeah he's a one hit <laughs> wonder
1: but I mean it was great for the movie and I mean Cameron Diaz is worth it
0: of the gentleman
1: at the bar. Oh, which one? Where are oh, thank you, leather coat guy.
0: Cheers. So did you drink anything while watching? I did. I had a glass of miomi, which is like my favorite. It's like literally juice for me at this point. Um, I already had an open bottle. So I was like, I will just have a miomi. And then I had a decaf coffee. But I did have a drink because I feel like it was necessary. It's such a fun film.
1: Yeah, I almost started watching it later one night. And then I was like, oh, I kind of want to have a drink with this. But it was already kind of late. So I was like, I'm going to watch it tomorrow and make a drink. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I didn't want to open a a whole bottle of wine so I looked up what easy whiskey cocktails can I do and there's like a article for like three ingredient cocktails so I drank a cinnamon maple whiskey sour damn and it was good yeah it was easy it was just whiskey and then fresh lemon juice maple syrup and cinnamon fresh maple juice
0: no lemon juice oh and maple syrup (laughs) sorry I heard fresh maple juice I'm like okay where would you find that like Trader Joe's (laughs) 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 sounds very seasonal (laughs) make maple syrup into juice oh that sounds good it kind of sounds like a sour I think I've made things like that before as well with whiskey
1: I thought it'd be a lot sweeter because of the maple syrup but I think with the lemon and the cinnamon I put a little bit extra cinnamon I love that I think Mm -hmm. it helped even it out but it was good I enjoyed it yeah sounds good I've been trying to get more into whiskey Oh, I'm so proud. Just like, you know, I went through vodka and then I went through gin. And so now I'm trying something new and now I'm trying whiskey.
0: Whiskey's a rough one. You got to like, it takes a lot of training and I still train myself. Like when you drink whiskey straight, like you're like, oh, I got this. Ooh, this, I don't know. this is great. You really got to let that ice melt a little bit to water it down. I can teach you about that. It's, it's good though, because when I have a whiskey, I'm just having like one drink. Cause it takes me a really long time to drink it. and like wine. I'm just like guzzling it. Like Down, it's gone. The whole bottle's gone in like five minutes. But with like a whiskey, like straight with like, I don't know, on the rocks or whatever the hell you call it, with like a big cube of ice, that water kind of takes a bit of time to like mix into it. And it just, it's really good. But you need like a nice, really nice whiskey
1: yeah i've only really been doing like cocktails i haven't done straight and i don't think it is something that you can really commit to for a night it's like a cocktail here maybe two but then it's i hear
0: horror stories about too much whiskey in a system yeah i think i i learned how to drink whiskey kind of more with whiskey sours first which is like where you have the egg white beaten and all that kind of stuff only like some can be terrible but some if a bartender knows how to do it they're really really good <laughs>
1: That is the funniest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. I mean, I flew across that room and you got looked in the eye. All right, to start off the movie talk, I'm gonna go through just some scenes and moments. I think there's just a lot. I will say this movie is funny, but raunchy as hell.
0: So, so (laughs) raunchy. so raunchy. (laughs) But in like a good way. Yeah.
1: Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, oh, damn. I forgot it it really goes there, but it's like a total rom-com but very raunchy and cheesy at the
0: same time but in like a good combination. I think there's a lot of guy movies like this like Tomcats came out I think around that time which was really guy focused and things like Road Trip and I liked how this movie switched it and it was from like a girl raunchy point of view rather than just like oh the guys are the sex addicts it's kind of like no the chicks kind of we got this too guys and I really liked I think I can't think of any other films that are really like it in that era Mm-mm. I think it was definitely one of the more first ones of its type maybe I'm wrong but first ones I remember again I was 14 when I saw this so, <laughs> so we start
1: off with the what I call the douchebag opening scene where they're just doing, like, talking about Christina. (laughs) And it just kind of reminded me of, like, swiping through the dating app (laughs) to, like, low, low, and it feels very, like, realistic to what's still out there. Mm -hmm. But it was just, like, total weirdos and douchebags, and it's like, oh, my
0: God. Of course she's running from them.
1: Yes. (laughs) like She's amazing. I'm good here. They suck. Yeah. Yeah. And then we kind of go into this where Jane is freaking out about – her breakup with that guy mm-hmm. and she's reading that 10 commandments like, oh. of true love <laughs> and I'm like no not self-help like I don't think I've ever read I've tried to read self-help books
0: and I can't I just can't it's not entertaining no I've mm-mm, like I I'm I'm an asshole I don't know people that have read that love language stuff and it's like what's your love language and I'm like I legitimately know of a couple I think I told you this story but for our listeners out there knew of a couple And then one of the people in the couple, not going to name who it was, gave the other person in this couple the book and said, you should read this and figure out your love language. And the other person didn't really want to do it. And they're like, no, you have to do it. If you want to be in a relationship with me, like you have to read this. And then they read it. And in it, it was like, oh, like this is your love language. And in this, you shouldn't be with someone who is controlling and tells you what to do. And they broke up. And I just thought it was (laughs) the funniest thing because like this person's (laughs) like, read it, read this book because I'm telling you. But then it became like obvious to that person And being like, I don't want to be with someone that actually tells me to do things I don't want to. So like, they broke up. Well,
1: I mean, that should be across the board, no matter what your love language is. I know it's
0: just funny. I was just like, (laughs) I guess there's some truth to this book, but it just like, it just seems so funny that the book was supposed to bring them together and help them communicate and understand Mm -hmm. their love languages, and in the end, it's actually the reason. Like, it became clear that they shouldn't be together. And I'm like, I am dying. That is hilarious. But I've never read one of those books. There's just so much more to it than whatever the hell these books say. And also, like, there's just a lot of. Crap out there in books. It's just people's opinions yeah. and stuff. It's just like, uh, and I would also say a lot of them are outdated.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can just read an article about my love languages and know what I am. I don't need to read a book. Like it's quality time. That's a minus. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the part where you know, Christina. Cameron Diaz makes the line of for Mister Right versus Mister Right now, which I thought was good. And then like that balance of boundaries versus vulnerability. You know, Jane's vulnerable and Christina's Mm -hmm. all about boundaries, which I totally get that. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm more like her in the sense of like hard boundaries and run away. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and I think in that also putting it out there Christina Applegate actually is the best character in this whole yes I agree I was just like Christina Applegate is solid she is a good friend she has great advice and she kind of like knows what she wants to And she takes action in that. Like she wants a one she's night no stand. Stressed. She wants a relationship. She helps push her friends to get out of their comfort zone because she can actually, she's like, I know what you really want. You just won't admit it. So we're going to like help you out here. And she's a, I think she's the best. in it. And in that situation too, I think she was helping with that advice with Jane as well. Like she was very much like. I can't even remember what she was saying, but it was, you know, he might, it might turn into that, but you don't want to think about that right now. You just want to think Mm -hmm. about like what's right in front of you. And I'm like, "Mm, solid. Yeah.
1: I think I, I tend to act a little bit more on the Christina side, but Courtney, which is Christina Applegates. I'm going to get confused because Christina Applegate and there's a character (laughs) Christina, but Courtney, I like, she's goals. She's great. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all great. They're all good in their own thing, but then they go to the club and they dance and she Pinches Peter's ass and all that stuff. But I think one of the funny scenes I want to call out where it gets kind of raunchy is when Jane goes to the dry cleaner <laughs> after she ha- first does a full on make out with her ton, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> that when he starts scratching the
0: stain, oh, I wanted to barf. I think the whole sequence of them meeting in Chinatown in San Fran also just always makes me hungry when they're like they go there because there's just so many good restaurants around that part and she's like I'm gonna go to the dry cleaner and I just love the chemistry between the girls just taking the piss out of each other like they're aware that she like got you know come on this dress but they love it they're like all about it making her uncomfortable and she's just like fuck you guys and I'm like that is what it's really all about like making fun of your friends, but like not taking it too seriously. And in a sexual way, like she's allowed to be sexual deviant. That's totally fine. So that scene with Selma Blair, and then it's like someone she knows, and then it's her teacher walking in and like the priest. And the priest. And I'm like, this is so much. This is like full on comedy. But then they go to the restaurant and then they break out into the penis song. And this whole like segment. Too big to fit in here. Is one of the most, (laughs) I think, like something I remembered as a young girl watching all those scenes, like. Very inappropriate for me to be watching it at 14, but damn, it is like imprinted in my mind, the penis song. And then it also got cut from TV. Whenever this movie was on TV, you never saw it. You had to see like the DVD version of it to actually get the full penis song. <laughs> <laughs>
1: when they started off it's like oh my gosh this is so embarrassing that they're doing this in the middle of the restaurant like I could never and then it it just shows like that dry cleaning scene and this scene is where like the cheesiness comes in where like Mm -hmm. this would never happen in real life or it's just so cliche but I mean yeah you hate a musical number so if you like
0: this that's good oh that song is great (laughs) also um Cameron Diaz Christina Applegate and Summer Blur wrote that song they wrote that song together and I was like you got to be shitting me. And I'm like, my favorite line from it is, what is it? My body is a movie. Your penis is a star. I'm just like, <laughs> fuck, that's so good. but question, I don't worship. Like I've never been that person to worship a man's penis. I'm not telling him like, Oh, it's amazing. This most beautiful thing. And I'm just like, I never do that. <laughs> Well, that's the whole point is it doesn't mean that it
1: actually is. They're just doing it because they'll be like, what do you think of it? And you're like, oh, it's so big. Then like it's the whole song is them being sarcastic and bullshitting.
0: I don't think any dude has ever asked me, what do you think of my dick? Like (laughs) stupid. (laughs) Maybe I've just been, maybe I've just been with really decent guys, but I'm just like, (laughs) I've never been asked that. But I guess if you were, that is how you would respond. I understand the. That's, you know, you're just like, oh, you're such a big man. Yeah, imagine if you say the opposite. Oh, my gosh.
1: Night over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, it's so mm, petite.
1: (laughs) And then I wanted to call out when, you know, Courtney encourages Christina, like, let's go on this road trip. And she's like, no, I don't want to. And she says the line of 50% of what people say when joking is true. I totally agree with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many yeah. times I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't you you should do that. And I'm like, no, you really should do that. <laughs> you know.
0: I think that's why I like Courtney so much cuz she's like intuitive yeah. enough to be like, no, and she knows her friends enough to be like, no, that's bullshit. Like, get off get off your ass. Like, let's go. I think that's why I like her cuz she's very observant of those characteristics. And again, she pushes Christina, who is Cameron Diaz, <laughs> to get out of her comfort zone because she's too scared to do it by herself. So, like, she has her wingman there the whole time. I I can
1: imagine how it would be hard for Christina because she did only meet this guy for two minutes at a bar. And to go all the way, like, was it four hours or something pretty long to go to this wedding? Like, I would need a lot of coaxing to be able to do that.
0: That is part of my point, is they knew each other for five minutes. This is so unrealistic. Like, no, this wouldn't happen. That guy's probably a psychopath. Like, I just watching it i'm like really you just bumped into each other in a bar very whatever yeah christina probably should have gone to that party i don't understand why she didn't go when her friends went too i'm just that's kind of confusing like why didn't you just go to the party but you know courtney went with the guy in the leather jacket and i'm just like so why did they go and you'd not go you just went home and i found that odd like just go to i the think party. it plays
1: on that whole thing of her fear I think it's just part of the storyline and her like full circle moment that she has fear. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't really make sense why she wouldn't go. Like she's a single girl. She thought he was attractive and was into him. Go? Like there's nothing that serious at that point. So there's nothing to really fear. But I guess for the movie sense, that's what had to happen.
0: I know. And then like going far, like four hours or whatever to this wedding. I just, I was just like, that's more fear than going to the hotel. Yeah. And I'm like five minutes, like, yeah, you can meet someone within five minutes and feel it. But like, I don't think you'd feel it that much to like do what they did. I think that yeah. was a bit aggressive uh, and not realistic, but again, it is a comedy and it's a movie, but that was one of my things being like, you really like, you didn't even like each other when you first bumped into each yeah. other, then you like, Changed and flirted, and literally the whole scene, the whole movie, they are in like the same scene for five minutes together. Yeah. And she had a dream about him and ice cream and stuff. And I'm like, (laughs) that doesn't mean it's real. Yeah. Okay. Just because you had this sex fantasy with ice cream and him going down on you, that doesn't mean that that's actually going to come true. Like, that is your dream. She has that dream and she's like, oh, he must be that. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) I agree. But we do, I need
1: to call out two more raunchy scenes the bathroom. at the pit stop who <laughs> follows the yellow brick road all the way up to a hole
0: <laughs> at this point i was like this film is directed by a dude and at 100 is because courtney and any chick i know would wouldn't not pee. try and pee in a urinal like that there's a lot of different ways you can pee in a u- urinal that is not one of them honestly just she would wait i wouldn't Most even girls pee. Would wait yes go to a squat somewhere Like, just go out into the bush. They were in the middle of nowhere. It's probably easier to squat in the bush than do what she was doing. And I was like, oh, a guy's directed this and doesn't understand female anatomy. So that annoyed me. Then going back being like, oh, that dance routine where they kept spanking their asses, again, directed by a male. And like, there's lots of things where I'm like, I know this is a female movie, but a male directed it. And I was correct, but it was written by a female. So at least it has that element to it.
1: But even if a girl pee in this urinal why would you care that much about flushing it if it doesn't work two or three times you give up like why did she have to care that much to where it sprays and breaks her like that's not realistic either especially in that kind of bathroom like of course it's not gonna flush Yes. (laughs) So that, and then Cameron actually getting that close to a hole and being like, who's a puppy dog? Like, that would not happen. And like,
0: what's in there? I'm like, you're treating them like morons. And they're both very smart women. One is a lawyer. And the other one, what she did, like, advertising and just, like, got a big account. Like, they're not dumb. Like, come on. Yeah. Yes. Again, male directed. I get it. I get it for the film. But yes,
1: it's funny, but it's not realistic. And then I have to call out Jane within the guy in the elephant when he's in the elephant costume. I feel like that is one of the scenes that's ingrained in my brain from being in 14 years old in the dressing room.
0: <laughs> yeah, that one. But also I forgot about this scene. And then when I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, when Jane gets stuck on the penis and she, she's giving oh, me a blowjob so and she's bad. stuck there. But the thing I were being like looking at it being like, why are there so many people in her apartment? That's what apartment? I said. Yes. I, again, I was just like, Wait how all these people here it's in this so apartment? Weird. So weird. I do props to them singing Armageddon because, you know, a bit, bit of Aerosmith. I was just like, okay, I forgot. I just totally forgot about that scene. And I think it is a younger person. I probably have blocked it out because I was probably terrified of something like that happening. <laughs> but I think that Summer Blair, I just like, she got the shit under the stick in that film because she was always given the trash stuff, like things to do or made fun of. And she was always the one stuck in like uncomfortable situations on like, you know, like you mentioned that kissing scene where they're like licking tongues. I was like, Summer Blair had to do all that. Bless her for yeah. Just being the literally being beaten with a bat being told to do this stuff because it was on her.
1: Yeah. But that scene at the end, it's like the whole whole city is there watching this scene and it's like the worst thing ever they made it seem like she's getting murdered and then something like that but i mean i can't (laughs) be mad at the scene with the armageddon like every time i watch it i'm like singing with them it's it's a great fucking
0: song (laughs) such a good song (laughs) but when they start singing relax and he's like, You're making me hard again. And I'm just like, <laughs> How can you be hard with this many people watching you? I was also like, Why are you like, I think you can lose it by now. How mortifying. And I was like, This is stupid, but great at the same time.
1: Going back, then they get to the town. For the wedding, Mm -hmm. which then you realize, oh my god, it's Peter getting married and then you're like mad at him. But then once you're there and it happens, like I guess they didn't really do anything wrong in the bar. He didn't really lead her on.
0: His brother, that was more like come to the party. Yeah, I don't think he did anything wrong. I think he was already second guessing before he met christina i think and then christina kind of made it a bit more obvious that he's like wait maybe i'm not with the right person if i am connecting with if i have this feeling for someone else and stuff i don't think he did anything wrong i think if she went to that party she would have found out very quickly or he would have done something wrong
1: yeah it would have been a totally different movie but i am glad that you know they were both on the same page and they're like, we're not getting married. And the dad and the grandpa, love that grandpa. He's like, grandma. <laughs>
0: <It's not> grandma." <laughs> I like, they still had the party. They're like, we're still going to have this party. I'm like, great. No, it's the money. The, her dad was funny in it, like "Yeah, coming for him, but I can understand that. And she's like, daddy. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, those are like my bigger scenes. And then of course at
1: the end, you know, happy ending and Yada yada yada. They're all meant to be and
0: learn a lesson. I know. I think at the end though, you know how they kiss, and she's like, "Let's try it again. Let's try it again." I'm yeah, it's like, kind of weird. I'm like, and then they end up together. I'm like, I don't know if I like Christina's character that much. As in, like, I don't like Cameron Diaz's character as much. I definitely like Courtney, Courtney. Christina mm-hmm. Applegate's character the best. I don't know if Christina in the film is that good of a person, but they end up happy together. And what I did like, and I noticed that. In the final scene where they're together and they're married, the whole film Cameron Diaz has this like straight hair the whole time and she's very put together. In the final scene when he like pulls her over the couch and they're married, her hair's natural and like all beach wavy and stuff like that so she's really comfortable with him and with herself and I'm like, oh, I like that they've progressed her to be less of that and she's like just more natural now that she's found her person. Yeah, is- that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: But I do agree. Like the whole scene where it's like, oh, you're a bad kisser. Okay, bye-bye. I wish they just gave a little bit of like in between of like, okay, now they're married. It's just kind of very like hard stop and then like boom. But well, yeah,
0: what happened after
1: that? Like she walked away. I'm like, was
0: she joking? Yeah, that's why was like-, like,
1: was she joking or did she? I feel like she was joking. They just never let the jokes stop
0: is my guess. And then they never showed you how. She's like, haha, jokes. Let's right. be together or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think that kind of like covers everything I thought of as well, just...
1: But I do love them as like best friends, like the best friend goals are always down to go have fun and support each other. I love it. I remember always using clips that they would say, you know, when I was 14, I had a part of like my best friend, we had like this... Routine and we use like Chias and I'll suck (laughs) it
0: I feel like it's all the things And Pina Colada, that song Is always related back to that film There's a lot of things that came out of that film As young teenagers that shouldn't have been watching that film That we definitely (laughs) embraced at that age
1: It's a great movie and we had actually Recently watched it at the same time on a plane
0: We never finished it Did we not? We didn't finish it, no We got up to, we never got to The Selma Blair having a penis Stuck in her mouth part Like we kind of missed the last (laughs) one Would've oh, been awkward. No, <laughs> uh, no. Watching that on a plane, people would be like, "These I think two we bitches." Forgot.
1: We're like, "Oh." <laughs> I meet a guy for two minutes, and I'm chasing after him like he's something special. Well, maybe you want someone special for once, you know? Maybe you were thinking that you were tired of the game. You tired of the game?
0: Yep. Let's go home. Okay. Final part, film analysis. I think we can kind of go through this. We're kind of ranking everything again as we used to. And then when we watch all three of the films that we have, we will kind of compare notes and rank all of them again. But I think for script, if you're going to rank this one to five, what would you give it?
1: This is hard because we've been doing all these like the best movies ever. This is such a different... So I have to stay in the lane of what it is. Just because I do take so many nostalgic lines from this, I'm going to say a four. Like it just was kind of epic in its own cheesy way.
0: I would give it a three. I think I definitely had, there's definitely lines in it, like you said. And like, I'm sorry, the the penis song, like that is part of the script, man. I know it's also part of the score, but it's part of the script and they wrote that. That is- brilliant songwriting right there
1: <laughs> there's like good lines and it's funny and i think they do a good job with what they're doing again it's nothing earth shattering it's not the best script ever mm-hmm. when i
0: say four but i appreciate it and they also have a star wars reference in there when they're playing golf oh, yeah? and they do the lightsabers so uh-huh. i'm like respect <laughs>
1: <laughs> i knew you'd like that uh characters for I just because of them three and they're like the best friend dynamic.
0: I'm going to give it three. And I think Christina Applegate and Selma Blair bring this up. I think a lot of people in this film are very shitty people. So Jason Bateman doesn't seem like a very good person, that grandpa's no. not a good person. No. Christina, so Cameron Diaz's character, I don't think she's the best person, but I'm all for Christina Applegate's character, Courtney and Jane. I like I like those two really bring up the average for me. I don't think Christina's
1: character is a bad character. She's still a good person, a good friend and supportive and but the yeah. other ones are all just like random little characters that aren't great. So they're more like lower, but I just love the best friend dynamic. <laughs>
0: yeah. They bring her up. They bring up the group average. Plot and entertainment factor. There's some holes in
1: the plot, I'll say <laughs> <laughs> Three, and then Entertainment <laughs> Factor. There's some like pretty funny moments for being like the raunchy side, like four.
0: Yeah, I do plot three, but Entertainment Factor four, like this holds you. I've seen it many times, so and I can still watch it again. Definitely entertaining, as long as you take it for what it is, which is uh, very unrealistic comedy.
1: Yes, <laughs> and the plot kind of just goes
0: a standard plot it's nothing like that complex and last honorable mentions and moments this stuck out to me in the opening scene the low-rise jeans and the crop top together i get it cameron diaz's body is perfect for this this is not real i was like these jeans and pants are always so damn low on All of them, especially Cameron Diaz. But then they also have that crop top. And I'm like, this is a lot. I am not comfortable right now.
1: But are they even crop tops or just the jeans that freaking low?
0: (laughs) The jeans are probably that freaking low, to be (laughs) honest. They're so
1: low. And it just is so shocking to see because I know I lived that and I did that. And I don't know how... I almost want to give it a dishonorable mention those low rise jeans, especially now that they're coming back. You stop it. You stop it right
0: now. I just don't have I I look back and like, yeah, when I was younger and 14, I could probably wear low rise jeans. I was 14 years old as a 33 year old. Is that how old we are now? I can't, my body is not, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. I don't even think it looks good. I think it kind of makes the body look really awkward and cut off in a weird spot. I think that's why Cameron Diaz can rock it because she's tall and she's got the right kind of body, like for like Gigi Hadid and like she's a model, right? So they can wear that. No one else can get away with that. Like, I think the whole film, Selma Blair never wore that. No,
1: I loved... She was my favorite clothes, like the leopard dress and just, I don't know. I liked her clothes the most consistently
0: throughout the movie. Yeah. The other ones, they were still rocking those little hipster jeans. And I'm like, oh, oh, PTSD. (laughs) But that was one of the things that really stuck out to me the most is... (laughs) To, yeah, wear ice <laughs> jeans.
1: <laughs> um, I have a, just a few quick ones. The movie montage in the clothing store. I like always live to have that moment and it just never will be because there's not editing in real life. But I love that movie montage. Also the bloopers at the end. I appreciate any movie that has bloopers. It's my most like, favorite thing. I wish dramas would have bloopers. I'd take them in any kind of movie.
0: <laughs> I could spend hours watching bloopers. I watched that movie montage and at the end of the like we're late. I'm like, no, shoot, you're late. Like you literally are <laughs> trying on these outfits with different hairstyles for how many hours would that would have taken to do? They had like five different characters. I'm like, yeah, you're you're late because you did that. And then the outfits they came out with, I Ooh. was still horrified by. I was like, is this what we is this what we went with? Are, are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> so
1: bad. They tried. They tried. And then my last one is just goals like when they show up at the bar and they're like I forgot the guy's name and I'm like this is what we have always are striving for and we feel like we've gone close but then the doorman's now a bartender so we can't really do that anymore
0: what do you mean the bars when they just
1: get let in when they got to the bar and they're like Oswald or something like that and they're like coming ladies and then she knows the people at the bar and it's just like oh
0: they got it you mean like us at the Golden Goose in Austin? Just thinking that everyone knows who we are, but like Kenny only remembers you and never <laughs> remembers me or our other friends. Or he's like, Kenny. And he's like, oh, it's you ladies again. And then he's like, where's your blonde friend, Cecilia? We're like, you remember one name and that's fine. He probably is the like, rest of
1: us. he's probably a Simon and Garfunkel fan or something. So that's how I he just gets think it. he thinks
0: you're hot, which is totally fine because when he forgot last time we were there, I got a free drink out of it. So don't care. You can keep, keep doing it. <laughs> keep doing it, Kenny. Keep giving us free drinks and forgetting my name and feeling bad about it. <laughs> so, kind of in conclusion, we're going to wrap up. I think I know our answers, but like, would we recommend this film? Yes. You know, B16, maybe. Yeah, I would say. I would recommend this for people over 16, 14. I think I was just a little bit too young for it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like similar to sex in the city. Like I think 16 is probably the youngest. I would kind of like be like, you know what? I'm kind of okay. you watching this because you want them to learn about sexuality and all this different stuff. But I think there's things you need to learn before you get to this point. So like have those conversations before you start like learning about, I don't know, blowjobs and, shit and penis songs and how to talk to a man's penis. I don't think that's necessary for a 14-year-old to tell a guy he looks pretty like a flower.
1: <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're missing a lot of steps
0: if yeah, yeah, you yeah. jump
1: right there because they make things really light and you need to know more because you'll make poor decisions.
0: Yes, I think you need a lot more education before you get to this point of education. So like, focus on other learning elements before you get to the fun of in musicals i guess
1: just wait till you're married (laughs) (laughs) thank you all for joining for the sweetest thing leave us a review and comment on any movies you want us to watch and whine about don't forget to subscribe and find us on tiktok at champagne cinema linked in the description see y'all next time cheers